Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 108 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, it's Grant Youngsma. Wait, Grant? That's a terrible name. No way am I calling you that. Just kidding. What's up, Grant? Not much, Phil. Just uh, living the dream right now. What's the dream? What's going on these days? Oh, not too much. Just enjoyed a nice longer weekend off of school, and yeah. Yeah, what you guys went? I, I can't remember where you went this last week. We went to Kansas City. Okay, sweet. Yeah, saw friends. Yep. Watched the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I watched the commercials. I okay. watched the halftime show. Um, normally, I'm kind of into the Super Bowl, but I went over to friend's house and mm-hmm. nobody was watching it. Like everyone was like, "Hey, <laughs> let's play a card game," and so I was like, "Okay." So I just kind of watched some highlights when there was like a, a big moment of like, oh, whatever. I went and watched the replay or whatever. Um, but um, the Bengals lost. Yep. Los Angeles won. That's that's all mm-hmm. I really know. So um, we'll get to into uh, some of the commercials, some of the stuff, because it's relevant to Disney Plus here in a second. Um if you're just joining us for this podcast, this is an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Uh, we're back in the studio finally after like it's probably been like a month and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, we took several weeks off in a row just because of just a really weird round of sickness in my house. <clears throat> and then when we did come back last week, it was over Zoom, so that's why the audio sounded terrible. Yeah, um, but it was just good to finally do a show again. And then uh, now we're just kind of back to normal this week finally. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to, obviously, the, you can tell by the title of the show, it, Book of Boba Fett's going to be our big discussion, uh, really our only main discussion for, for today, for this episode of Disney Plus uh, Reviews. We are going to get into some other, like, uh, finally, movie stuff, um, mm-hmm. like non-Star Wars, non, non-Marvel, uh, here in the next couple weeks, because, uh, spoiler alert, there's nothing coming out on Disney Plus <laughs> in the next couple weeks, so um, we're going to look at some older stuff, but yeah, we're going to obviously r- wrap up the Book of Boba Fett with the big finale. Uh, full spoilers for that, we'll tell you again when we get into that, but we are going to spoil that whole episode, the finale. So, uh, But before we do, we'd like to start off with Disney Plus News of the Week Grant, what do you want to talk about? Well, Phil, with uh, the Super Bowl being yesterday, one of the big things that you're always likely to see in the Super Bowl is movie trailers. And probably one of the biggest one is, which, um, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Spider-Man, 
you. Uh, yeah, we should say that up front. That, that's I'm glad you mentioned that because I mean, if, you, if you've seen the commercial, you already got a lot of stuff. Well, I was surprised that they didn't start off with like a hey. If you haven't seen No Way Home, you might not watch this trailer yeah. type of thing. But we'll we'll say it. Yeah, if if you haven't watched No Way Home, I mean, you've had enough time. I clearly, you know, Kevin Feige thinks you've had enough time because he just spoiled half of that movie in the trailer for um, Doctor Strange. But mm-hmm. yeah, we're we're gonna get into this, some minor spoilers for No yeah. Way Home. So, but basically, at the end of No Way Home, I'm talking credits. You get. A probably about a two minute trailer for the Doctor Strange movie, and then last night in the Super Bowl, you probably got um, well, it was only like 45 seconds for the Super Bowl one, but then if you go on to YouTube, it's probably about a two minute trailer, and we definitely got some footage we didn't see in the first trailer, and I would say the biggest thing takeaway from this is the characters that possibly could be in this next uh doctor strange movie yeah there's a lot too like i i mean obviously we knew doctor strange and you know we might see a couple things that pay off payoffs from some of the shows that we watched last year on mm-hmm. disney plus but um like so one, one of the main characters that people are are really buzzing about after watching the trailer is a character i've never even heard of it's this uh, America Chavez. Okay. Have you heard about that that character? No. So I, I it's I guess she's been in the comics for years. I, I don't know if she's a new character or an old character, but she's been around in the books. Obviously, first appearance for MCU, and her like her ability like in the comics is the she can open por- whenever she wants she can open portals to other universes like mm. mu- multiverse basically, mm-hmm. and so it makes perfect sense that she's in this movie, but. Um, I, I found that interesting that like, they're like, Oh yeah, by the way, like, you know, here's a new character in the trailer. So like, they're just going to tip their hand on that. But yeah, she seems to be like a really prominent, like prominently featured character in that movie. So. Yeah. And then, um, we believe we see a bald headed, kind of a bald headed figure in it. And who could that be? We believe that it is professor. Charles Xavier, and that would officially introduce the X-Men into this current MCU. Yeah. Is it... I, I'm i really bad at like recognizing voices. Is it Patrick Stewart? It sure sounds like it. Okay. I, that's what I want. I mean, I, I would be happy with... Um, what's his name? The, the guy, the younger Xavier. Yeah. From the... uh, I can't think of his name because I haven't seen those, but I know who you're talking about. Uh, I mean, I would be happy with just the character at all. I, honestly, I don't think they would do this, but I would be okay with even like a third actor. Like mm-hmm. just bringing that character, introduce him to the MCU for the first time would be awesome. Uh, but I mean, clearly everyone wants Patrick Stewart. Like um, that would be, yeah, that'd be the biggest mic drop moment. And then there's a glowing character, which mm. some people believe that it could be Captain Marvel, which would make sense uh, just going off of what we've, um, seen in WandaVision. So, and with all the Monica Rambo, all those tie-ins. So, yeah, it'll be very interesting. And I even saw something where, once again, we're getting the Fantastic Four news where, is this the movie where they bring in the Fantastic Four? 
that that seems almost too packed. But like, I mean, again, we're not we're not gonna we're gonna try not to get into major spoilers on yeah. the way home. But suffice it to say, there are there are a lot of actors in that movie, mm-hmm. like more than what you would think in you know from just watching the trailer. And so I you know they're kind of on a run right now where it's like okay let's just throw everyone into the movie. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I I feel like that might be it. I. I kind of want them to space it out. Like make this about the X-Men if you want. Uh, or maybe it's just only Professor X is the only yeah. you know, X-Men character we see. Um, and then just kind of gradually bring in, you know, with Quantumania, Ant-Man stuff, you know, bring in some more characters. Um, I just want to kind of see them ease into it. I also know that Fantastic Four is like still like a long ways off. Their actual movie is a long ways off. And so um, I don't know. I, I don't think that they need to like, just go overboard yeah. with characters, but we'll see. I'd be, I'd be totally down with Captain Marvel since you mentioned that. Um, Professor X, obviously I'm totally on board. Um, I want to see, I want to see continuation of the WandaVision show. And I think that's what, I think we're seeing that already in the trailer. Like there's a, a quick shot of her, like walking through like a field of like beautiful trees, like white flower mm-hmm. trees and stuff like that. And that I think that's just, I think that's literally where we just left her. Like she goes off on her yeah. own at the end of the show in the post credit scene, you see her like reading that, you know, magical book and mm-hmm. like trying to conjure her twins, you know, back into existence and stuff like that. I, I bet, I mean, my guess is you'll see payoff of all of that. Like yeah. we're going to see, we're going to find out the answer to what happened after all that. In this, I would in this imagine. Movie. So, yeah. I mean the big, the big question with when we were watching WandaVision was, will we see Dr. Strange? in that show. And now that we're seeing this Dr. Strange movie, it's like, yeah, clearly they, they're trying to set up these two characters to be, you know, interacting with each other. So yeah, you think she's going to be the bad guy or good guy or Mm. in between? I don't know. I think he probably needs her help to fix a lot of things that have happened in a previous movie. Yeah. Um, is there any tie into what if, stuff because it, it looks like we see more than one yeah. steven mm-hmm. in this trailer it looks like uh we're gonna get the evil doctor strange in this too i would love that and dude cumberbatch can definitely i mean he obviously pulled it off vocally uh, mm-hmm. just with his you know voice performance and what if but like if if there's an actor that i trust to like play multiple versions of the same character it's definitely him he's he would totally just nail it so yeah that'd be fun to watch yeah so we still have about a little over two months before this comes out, but um, what we've seen so far makes us definitely excited for what's to come. Yeah. We're still like three months out. So isn't this mm-hmm. May? Yeah. About two and a half. Okay. Yeah. I... <laughs> I, I hate waiting. Like I, I hate watching yeah. like an awesome trailer like that, and we're like, yes, okay, I want to see this next. M- oh, it's not coming out for mm-hmm. two and a half months. But um, yeah, bring it on, man. I th- that will be this will be the biggest Marvel movie of, of the year, perhaps. I like Thor's coming out this year. Uh, Ant Man's coming out this year. Or did Thor Thor get pushed? I can't remember. No, Thor is Ant Man got pushed. Oh, okay. So it's what were the other ones? We literally just talked about this last one. Black week. Panther. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Doctor Strange is definitely going to be the biggest Probably. Im- impact for the for the MCU as as a whole. So yeah, uh, starting off with a big one. Mm-hmm. In May. That'll yeah, be, that'll be a lot of fun. 
Uh, if you've not seen the trailer, you know, I think we haven't really spoiled so much. You wouldn't enjoy it. I, I d- definitely go find it on YouTube. Um, it'll be the first result if you search, you know, Dr. Strange multiverse or whatever. Yeah. And it's phenomenal to watch. I watched it. I think I watched it three times. Um, after you told me about it. <laughs> yeah. It's, Cause I, I, like I said, I didn't watch everything on the Super Bowl, so I didn't even know it came out. Yeah. It's very good. Cool. Um, well, let me, let me do like one really quick, quick mention of it. I, it's not really even a story I think we have to discuss, but, um, if you're into Star Wars and who isn't these days, there's a lot to talk about with Star Wars. Obviously we're going to be spending a lot of the episode talking about Book of Boba Fett, but, um, they do have a release date for, the Obi-Wan series. And I don't even know if we knew the the month before, but um, so they mentioned what it is. And um, I think a lot of people were expecting May the 4th, right? That would Mm -hmm. be the obvious um, May date. But, um, and I'm having trouble finding the exact date, but someone at work May 25th. Okay, 25th. Okay. Which is the anniversary of the release of the first movie, I think. Hmm. let me look that up real quick. Cause that like one of my coworkers was telling me that. And I think that's right. He, he was convinced that that was the, the original release date. So if that's true, like that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. May 25th, 1977. Interesting. So 45 years to the day, mm-hmm. um, they're going to release Obi-Wan 45 years to the day of the introduction of that character. Cause you know, clearly obviously everyone knows Obi-Wan's in the original star Wars movie. So I think that's cool. Like, yeah. I mean, I think may the fourth would be fun and, fun mm-hmm. and funny. You know, there's always star Wars stuff that comes out on may the fourth, but, um, I think may 25th is a better choice like, yeah. to just do it on the anniversary. Yeah. That, that is pretty cool. So, yeah, I, I don't know that there's much else to say about it than yeah. that. It's just, I'm really excited for it to come out. Um, I'm interested, very interested to see how they work in Hayden Christensen and um, tell you know an interesting story about this character, but um, uh, even a longer wait than Doctor Strange, Phil. Yeah, well, it's gonna be a good month though with yeah. those, with Doctor Strange and Obi Wan starting. Um, but dude, Ewan McGregor is so good, and like now that he's actually aged up to the character, he's not still not as old as um, the original actor. I'm sure was back in 1977, but he's looking more and more like him <laughs> with every year. Yeah. That passes. So it's, uh, it'll be cool to see him, you know, aged up in essentially real time. Like, you know, we first saw his version of Obi-Wan back in 1999. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's been a long time since then. So, uh, and then, um, did you have another one, another news story? No, I'm good. Um, I'll, this is another quick mention, even quicker mention. Um, Disney Plus picked up the Doogie Kami Aloha uh, show for another season, <laughs> season two, which that's, I mean, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm not trying to slight the show. Yeah. I'm just saying like we, we didn't have any interest in watching it. I don't know anyone who did, but actually watched that show. Um, and the Turner and Hooch uh, season one, they were hoping for season two. It mm-hmm. got canceled. And then this one got renewed. So I, th- I just think it's interesting, like what gets canned and what's what lives on. So, if you liked the first season, you get another season coming up. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you just never know with Disney Plus. <laughs> you don't know what's going to come back and what they're going to get rid of. Yeah. It, to me, it, I I, don't, I think to the average consumer, there's not a lot of rhyme or reason to it. Like, mm-hmm. they clearly don't explain why they make the choices they do for that matter, Netflix doesn't, Hulu doesn't, they don't have to, but it is, you know, with 
I'm sure they have numbers and they're basically their decisions obviously off numbers. That's how ratings work on just regular TV yeah. as well um, with the Nielsen ratings and all that. So I'm sure it just comes down to just simple math, but it is interesting to me what what makes it and what doesn't. So I, it, I, it doesn't always, it's not always something you can predict, <laughs> which is kind of the craziest part. Uh, and then I think we just very briefly need to touch on the, the, the Netflix removing Marvel shows from their series. Obviously, we're not a Netflix show, but it is relevant to Disney Plus in the sense that they're... So as of March 1st, and I, I don't know, I don't think I read anything about the other ones. Um, Daredevil is being completely removed from the Netflix ser- service as of March 1st. Uh, here in a couple weeks as we're recording this. And... The other shows, Iron Fist, uh, Punisher, Jessica Jones, um, Luke Cage, all, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Like, I'm assuming it's all just going to follow. Like, you're just letting their contract lapse or whatever. So, I think I don't know all the details of the Netflix shows. Do you? Do you happen to know like how the purchase Mm-mm. went down? No. So, I think. I think that stuff is it. See, I thought Netflix actually like produced that content, but I think it was was it 20th Century Fox maybe or something. something it must have been some somehow Disney acquired the rights to those shows, but they honored existing contracts, which is why they've been on the service. Mm-hmm. And this is still kind of a spoiler, so I don't want to say exactly. But if you've if you've seen a recent thing having to do with the MCU, you know about. Um, you know, one of the characters that I just mentioned. So, you know, that's a the, as non-spoiler as, as the way I can say it. So we know that these characters are starting to come into the MCU slowly. Um, my guess is that you'll see these shows on Disney Plus, which would be awesome. Um, but maybe not because the the content is so R-rated. Yeah. Um, I you may not you may not ever see it on Disney Plus unless, unless they make some kind of in order to bring the even Daredevil like. You know, I, Luke Cage, I, I've not even watched Luke Cage, but I heard, heard it's even more R-rated. Um, like, I'm talking about, like, there's, like, adult scenes in it um, mm-hmm. in Luke Cage. I don't think there's anything, I don't think there's any nudity in Daredevil. But the violence in Daredevil, I've, we've talked about this before, you and I, it's it's some of those most brutal stuff I've yeah. ever seen on a screen. Um, it's, like, HBO level, like, mm-hmm. violence. And so, I, that, I mean, that clearly has no play. If they're not going to bring... Um, Deadpool. Deadpool to, to Disney Plus. Like, why would they bring this stuff? So I think they would either have to bring it to just Hulu or where Deadpool lives or or make some kind of drastic change to the service where, like, you know, prove your age or I don't know. I it's Disney would do that. I could see Disney doing the thing where they don't want kids to find this content on, yeah. the, on the service. Very so true. I, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't want my five-year-old you know or she might be six by some of this content like you know she's gonna be a lot older than how, she, how old she is now to, before she watches any of that stuff so um i just think it's interesting even though there's nothing announced for the disney owned services like hulu and disney plus i think it's interesting to note that it seems like their days are numbered with netflix so very interesting um all right you want to get into Boba Fett? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, 
so one more time, I, I, I like saying this about, especially about a big, big episode, like the finale, we are going to spoil the entire episode. So if you um, have been waiting to watch it for whatever reason, or um, have only watched part of it or whatever, we're, we're going to spoil the whole thing. So either you don't care about spoilers, you know, you're not going to watch it at all. And you just want to listen to our discussion or you've already seen it. Um, those are the two recommendations going forward. Um, I would definitely um, not continue if you are interested in watching it uh, just because there's a lot of really fun surprises, I think, in the episode. So um, definitely uh, only continue on if you've uh, fallen one of those camps. So um, Grant, why don't you start? Um, I don't know if you want to start with like some of like our predictions and hopes, like what we wanted to see in the finale. I, I tell you what, the, the things that I hope to see, they not only did, I, I think they did all of them, all the things I wanted to see, but they did like to the nth degree. Like it, and they've done this kind of thing before where like, it's like, Oh wow. Like I was hoping to see a little bit of this and you give me like 10 minutes of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, let's start with you. What, what, what are kind of your overall thoughts on the finale? Well, um, I mean, I definitely think that the action in the finale was probably the best action that we've gotten in the whole show. Yeah. And I definitely think it's bet this episode was better than the first three or first half of the show. Um, but, I mean, I would still say I feel like I enjoyed... I don't really know how to put it. I would say I enjoyed five and six more than I did seven. Really? Okay. And it's just... I mean, I'm just not a huge Boba Fett fan yeah. to begin with. Yeah, yeah. And I would say I enjoy it a whole lot more when uh, Mando and Grogu are kind of the center of the show. Right. And, I mean, they kind of do steal the show again in episode seven. Yeah. But... I just still don't really understand why we needed this show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let, let's touch on that first. I, that's a, that's really kind of a continuation of last week's discussion, which is I think appropriate. Um, the, for me that the strength of this show stands in the interludeness of it. Like, yeah. If that makes sense. So, we, we had season two of Mandalorian. We're obviously going to get season three, I think maybe even this year. I don't know. I, I thought that I thought it was coming soon, but I haven't heard anything. But um, they, we are getting um, basically transitionary. Like we're seeing, um, not in this episode, but in episode six, I think it was, Mando's new ship. And, um, you know, what, what's Grogu been up to with Luke? And, you know, what what's what's Mando doing post Grogu like you know is he going back to his old life like it's answering all those questions for us in this season so that they can just hit the ground running in mm-hmm. season three otherwise and, and I don't think it would have been out of place necessarily but I think season three starts with what we what we just watched and I think for whatever reason they're I see them with season three going in a different direction and they're like man, it'd be so nice to answer some of these questions and deal with some of, some of the movement of these characters before we even get to season three. And then when we hit season, season three, we're going off in a completely different direction. 
And so that's the, to me, that's the strength of Boba Fett. Now, I agree with you that it's unfortunate that, that we couldn't have just gotten just that stuff and just left Boba Fett completely out of it because I just don't think he's a, a very compelling character. Yeah. And I, 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 I started to say that last week in our catch up, you know, episodes three through three through six reviews. Mm-hmm. And it really solidified for me in this episode. I really, really enjoyed this episode because I thought the action was great. And I'll actually speak a lot about characters. Probably most of the time I'll probably talk about characters that aren't Boba. Yeah. Uh, it, when we t- discuss this finale, because I love, I, I'm, I'm starting to actually really enjoy some of the other characters in the show. Um, but it, it's unfortunate that a show called the book of Boba Fett is about a character that I just, I just don't care very much about. He's very, to me, he's very one note. And I mentioned that last week in our last episode, but he, he doesn't have very much range. Um, his character is very much just the same all the time. I agree. So, um, you mentioned some of the action. Um, I thought this was really action heavy. Yeah. Like I, I was actually surprised. Um, they were, I, and it, I mean, you and I are the same. We love action. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Do it as much as you want. I mean, as long as it stays interesting and dire and you're on the edge of your seat, you know, do it for 40 minutes straight if you want. Um, I was surprised that they did that though. Cause they, I don't, I mean, even the finale of like season one finale of Mandalorian, there's a lot of shoot, shoot, shoot. Um, end of season two, obviously there's, you know, them storming the, the, the starship and stuff like that. But the, the, you count up the minutes of action in those shows. It was way less than the show. Mm-hmm. I was surprised how much they yeah. put in, how much they packed in. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, in that final episode, you really probably get, I mean, it's pretty much all action. Yeah. There really isn't much downtime in the final episode that isn't action. Yeah, there really isn't a lot of um, like uh, this, uh, conversations and drama and character development. Like this, that's not this episode at all. Yeah. You're right; it is. It is pretty much all all action. Um, you want to? We were just talking about you know too many characters in a movie or whatever. I I feel like I'm getting there with Bo- Book of Boba Fett too. Where like I think Amy Sedaris is always funny. Like mm-hmm. I I love her um, Pelimoto mechanic character yeah but like she didn't need to be in this episode but she's funny so it's like okay like you know let's let's throw you in (laughs) into the fray as well but literally i mean we talked about episode six being like the reunion episode this had all the same characters in it yeah as episode six for sure i i i found that to be very interesting i uh i i don't know that it needed to be less focused like it and you know we're only going to show yeah the main cast but like they really just literally showed everyone mm-hmm. in this episode. So, um, but like I said, it was all enjoyable. So it's not like I was like, uh, I don't want to see Pelimoto. It's just like, okay, you know, I guess we're doing everybody. It was a long episode. It was the longest episode of the season. So, um, they had plenty of time to, to show all that. Yeah. And, um, what were some of the bi- biggest moments? I get, you know, Grogu obviously is probably one of the biggest. Yeah. I was definitely surprised at that part but not really surprised at the path he chose yeah to stick with mando i think more you called it you i think you were the one that predicted it i on the last episode i told you i think i said i I didn't know i I didn't know which way he was going to go but grant was pretty pretty solid on that he was going to choose mando yeah so definitely not really uh 
surprised they chose Mando. Just kind of surprised that they revealed it before season three. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure we, I think I said that in the last episode of our podcast that I wasn't sure that they were going to answer that question in this episode. I, yeah. I thought you'd have to wait to, to get it. So not only does he, dude, it was so great when like the, the X-Wing comes in from, you know, outer space and comes into orbit and lands in the, in the, in Pelimoto's whatever yep. uh, garage. And, um, and there's no one in the cockpit. <laughs> it's like, it's clearly Luke's, it looks a lot like Luke's X-Wing. Yeah. And then you see R2 in the back. You're like, okay, that's, it's Luke. And, but Luke's not in there. <laughs> and then the, the, uh, you know, cockpit do- window or whatever, uh, door opens and it's literally just Grogu. Like mm-hmm. Grogu and R2 made the entire trip by themselves. <laughs> I just thought that was really cute. And yeah. Kind of, kind of funny. But. For sure. But yeah, and then he's already wearing the chainmail. Like she, she sees it right away. So, um, yeah, pretty cool. I, um, I kind of thought he would have more to do in this episode. Like if you're going to bring him back, like have him do a big moment. I mean, going all the way back to season one, the, the one I always think of, like where we really were like, oh my gosh, he has powers, was was like what the third episode of season one when he lifts up that. It's like a rhinoceros kind mm-hmm. of. Uh, monster lifts him i mean it's like it's got to be some the thing's like twelve thousand pounds and he just lifts it off the ground like it's nothing he gets really tired after it but you know he's able to pull it off and that's kind of all he does in this episode too i i really like with all that training with luke i thought oh is he gonna bring is he gonna brandish a lightsaber or like do something really crazy like flip around or something like that and no he didn't he didn't do any of that (laughs) but it was cool to see him like you know, kind of wrangle the, those, um, huge droid. Yeah. Um, things at the end, which those were, uh, going on to the next topic. Those were very interesting. And yeah, for the most part, very dominant. I couldn't believe how destructive they were. Like, I think at one point, Boba says like, they're going to destroy the entire city. And as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they are <laughs> like they. I mean, unless you, guys can figure out a way to stop these things. Yes. Like there's, there's no stopping them. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, it was pretty, pretty impressive. Um, I don't know, I guess. Yeah. We've seen, we've seen droids kind of like those, but not to that size. Like most of the ones that have the shield around them, like the energy shield or whatever Mm -hmm. is, are like the really small ones, the ones that like roll on the ground. Yeah. I forget what those are called. Droidicas, I think. Um, the ones like in phantom menace and stuff like that. But these were massive, like yeah. they were like uh, not quite Walker level, um, like our, you know ATST size, but very big um, to the point where like when a Rancor shows up, like he's like the same size as these mm-hmm. things, like they're massive, and that shield is like it's like the, hitting the wind button, like they they literally like nothing can penetrate them. They're all their flamethrowers and like you know kinetic weapons and stuff like that. Um, you know, the dark, he, he brings up the dark saber. I'm like, okay, this will be, this will be the thing that breaks through. Even the dark saber can't really do yeah. anything. It's like, wow. Um, it was a crazy. pretty intense shield for sure. Yeah. No, I, I enjoyed watching the action around that. And that's the part for me that was like, I couldn't believe how long it went on. And again, I was enjoying every second of it. So I wasn't complaining, but that like once the droids, the, these battle droids show up, 
you're kind of thinking, okay, we'll see them for like four or five minutes and they'll defeat them and then we'll move on, right? It was like 15 minutes later, they were still there. Yeah. They were still fighting them. And I was like, there was a part of me where I was like, okay, I'm a little surprised that it's going on this long. But there's another part of me that's like, I think they want to show how dire this is. Like that they're not just going to wipe these things and move on. This is like, how, how can we possibly get through this? You know, with our lives and, you know, with the city intact. Pretty much. So yeah, it felt serious to me. Like, oh no, like what are we going to do? And it's one of the few times that we've seen the Mandalorian, like truly, I don't want to say panic. It, he definitely was like, like at one point, Pelly Moda shows up and he, he jumps on her car and is like, let's get out of here. Uh-huh. Like, like he's, he's not fleeing, but he's also like out of ideas. Yeah. And that's not something we typically see the Mando um, suffering from. So, but yeah, um, let's talk about the, the good guys, I guess, if you want to call them that um, Boba Fett's entourage or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love that he's got this gang now. Um, mm-hmm. the, the two Gamorrean, like the pig-like creatures, d- die. I'm assuming Meet their end. Yeah, they, yep. they, they fall off this huge cliff, so I'm assuming they're dead. Um, and Chrysanthemum doesn't die, but almost does a mm-hmm. couple times. Um, and then I, I'm going to say this. The Biker King, like, do they have a name? Like these, I don't know. Like these Gen Zers. Yeah. Um, these younger guys that are kind of, you know, serving Boba Fett, I found them to be a little annoying when we first got introduced to them. But now I'm like, especially the big, the first, the main two, like the the guy and the girl, Mm -hmm. I really like them a lot. And I think the girl of the two of them, the girl is the more passionate and the more like has heart kind of character. Like she got a couple like big set piece moments in this episode. And I was like, okay, more of her. Like I would like to see more of her. For sure. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, I still don't think they're very formidable yeah. in, in helping. I mean, I guess they do enough to help out. But I feel like a lot of Boba Fett's entourage and Boba Fett are kind of useless. Yeah. <laughs> Well, especially the Gamorreans, I was like, dude, they barely did anything. Yeah. And they just got like basically thrown off a cliff. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and it really didn't take much. No. I mean, they were basically backed off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know they were like outnumbered or whatever, but it's like, uh, okay, that doesn't really feel, you know, that consequential. Yeah. But um, uh, I like the more I see of Chris Hansen or Santo, I guess is what they're calling him now for short. Um, the more I like, I just really like him mm-hmm. as a, the, the Wookiee character. Um, he takes like probably six or seven shots, like straight to his body, like blaster bolts all over his body. And it just reminds me like you, you really cannot take a Wookiee down very, very easily. Like this thing's a monster. And um, it was cool to watch him like, you know, pulverize hand to hand combat some of the pikes, but also like just mow them down with his weapons and stuff like that. Like he's he's definitely a force to be reckoned with. It was cool to to watch him in action. Yeah, I I would agree. He is probably the best henchman <laughs> outside of Mando that Boba Fett has. And I mean, you we even saw him in the earlier season when. Boba Fett was in his chamber, which it wasn't exactly a fair fight, but he really just took it to Boba Fett. Yeah. 
I want to I want to mention the absence of a character, which we've talked about throughout this whole podcast, um, reviewing Book of Boba Fett. The fact that Fennec Shan is almost not even in this episode, I, I am I'm now to the point where I'm just completely bewildered, befuddled. <laughs> I, other <laughs> b words, <laughs> yep. that, that um, you know that go along with yeah, that that connote my complete just misunderstanding of, of what they're trying to do with this character. I she's not even in the fight. Like she, you see her towards the the beginning of the episode. Are we to understand that during all the fighting? She's traveling to Moss Eisley to like take out the. Is that what? How did you take that? Yeah, she, I guess she's not in the streets at all, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This, I, I don't know. I'm I'm so confused on what they were. What was the point of that character and bringing her into? She has a few lines at the beginning of the episode, and then she disappears for thirty minutes. And she's in the at, at, you know she has a big scene at the end of the episode where she basically you know, assassinates the, the mayor and the, the Pike leader. And I mm-hmm. mean, she brutally hangs the, the mayor from like the ceiling, which is, yep. I mean, cool to watch, but dude, I, I, I was so, I, I was like, why, why in the world? Cause it like, at one point Mando looks at book above head and she's like, he's like, what are you going to, what are you going to do? You're out of friends. And I was like, well, Phoenix around here somewhere, right? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. I haven't even seen her in 20 minutes. Yeah. So and- that was weird. But I mean, I feel like that's really why, I mean, for half of the season, I really didn't enjoy it. And like still, I mean, compared to um, Mandalorian, Mandalorian will always win because, I mean, in this show, there were just so many different questions where you're just like, what? Yeah. And there's so many different question marks that you have left and right about this show. Yeah. That just don't add up whatsoever. Was it uh Cara Dune? Is that the Am I saying that yep. right? Mm-hmm. Um she's a side character in The Mandalorian. Yep. Has infinite more depth than Fennec Shand ever will be. Uh, ever will have in my opinion. That the most depth that they've given her character at all was that Bubba saved her life. Yeah. And like, you know, basically like knitted her back together with uh-huh. like, you know, bionic, you know, computer stuff or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, that's the only reason we have to even care about this person. <laughs> it's so crazy. I, I really think that, um, uh, was it uh, Dave? Filoni. Dave Filoni is such a genius at crafting like really awesome characters. Like, um, we'll get to Cad Bane here in a second, but like, you know, these are characters that just pop off the screen, even an animated, you know, medium are phenomenal characters to watch and get to know. Right. Mm-hmm. And Fennec Shand, I don't know how much he's writing her character, just letting other people write it, but dude, it is such a miss. I, 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 I don't think Boba Fett is terribly compelling either, but she is even less. And yeah. I, I don't really even know what the, even what the even point was to even have her in the show. Cause they, they could have just made up an, uh, you know, a sidekick character for the show. Yeah. Someone that he hires or whatever. And I, I felt like they were going to do something mm-hmm. with her. And I'm like, oh, surely by the finale, we'll understand what her purpose was. Nope. Like the show's over and we still don't really have a good answer for like, this, why, it, why it had to be her. This show is a head scratcher. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's, I agree with you. I, I'm a, I'm a little higher on the show. Again, I tend to apologize for star Wars stuff a lot, but 
than you are, but I agree with you when it comes to some of the decisions that they made with the show are just, I don't know that we'll ever have an answer for them, uh, why they decided the way that they did. And I mean, I, when you come down to this, I think the best reasoning is people really wanted to see more Boba Fett. They're fans of Boba Fett. Yes. And I really feel like the show is pretty much just fanfare because they didn't want to give us Mandalorian season three that soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's clearly fan service for sure. I, I, if you'd ask any Star Wars fan who, what character from the original trilogy they wanted to learn more about and see more of, I, I'd almost say it would be unanimous that it would be Boba Fett. I mean, that, that was his kind of mystique. I think yeah. going into the season mm-hmm. was he, he's a, a mysterious character that we want to know more about. And now that we, I've, we've learned more about how he ticks and like how he <laughs> operates. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of, kind of done. I, that's kind of all I really need to know. I, I, I think there are other Star Wars fans out there that are listening to our conversation right now and saying, you guys are crazy. I give me book of Boba Fett season two right now. Like they, they, they loved season one and they love that character and they want to know more, but I, I just don't find him. I, I want to put it all on Tamora Morrison, but I, I do think that his acting is not fantastic. And, you know, maybe I'll get lambasted for that too. <laughs> but I, I just don't, it's not all his fault though. And I, I just don't, they didn't give me enough introduction to this character that may be yearning for more. And for whatever reason, it somehow they pulled it off with an unknown character named Din Djarin better than, yeah. than they did a character that we'd actually seen in movies. So uh, yeah, it's, it is definitely a head scratcher for sure. Uh, let's, let's talk about CAD. Um, uh, I, he has a couple cool scenes in this. I love the showdown scene where, where um, he's like the major domo. Um, no, the major domo comes out and talks to talks to Cad or talks to the Pikes. Cad. Okay. All right. Yeah. So it was Cad Bane. So he like talks to you know talks to this crazy character or whatever for a mm-hmm. while, and then there's that big showdown kind of you know western you know high noon. Uh, you know, a draw pilgrim kind of yeah. kind of scene between the two of them, Boba Fett and Cad Bane. And that was really cool. Um, but his deaths, I'm assuming he's dead. I mean, no one ever truly stays dead in Star Wars or Marvel. But like if he's truly dead, I, I thought I felt like it was a little unceremonious. Like he just yeah. he died really quickly. Um, I, I mean my prediction is he's probably dead, but I feel like they're gonna use him in live action stuff before this time period. Oh yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I would, I'd be happy to see him in like Obi-Wan, the Obi-Wan show or anything like, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it is a little strange to me that they, for most, for, I would say for arguably most star Wars fans, this was their introduction to Cad Bane. Like mm-hmm. they'd never seen him before he was in this show Yeah, because they, they just haven't seen any of the animated stuff. So they introduce a character and then kill him off in the very next episode. I, yeah. <laughs> I just found that to be interesting. I, he is one of my favorite villain type characters in all of star Wars. Um, t- definitely a, t- a top 10, maybe top five. And I would have liked to have seen a lot more of him um, in other shows, but maybe we'll get some of that in other things. I don't know if the Ahsoka show is, is supposed to be like, um, 
uh, prequel or, or sequel to what we've mm-hmm. seen. So, you know, if it's a sequel, obviously we, we won't see him, but yeah, I, I would love to see him come back for sure. Cause I think he's a really compelling character to look at and listen to his voice is so, so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, more choices that were made in this show. Yeah. You, you just never know. And I don't know. I just not sure. What about Marshall Vance? So we know you saw, saw the post credits. I did not, but oh, okay. I've I've heard about it. Okay, it's it's very short. I whatever you read is yeah all there really is to it. Um, you basically just see him in the back to tank. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that was again credit to Grant. Um, you know, I think it was you that on the last episode that was like, is he really dead? Like you know, he took like a single shot. <laughs> you know, in the, in the stomach or whatever it was, you know, like, you know, maybe he's, he's actually survived. So we kind of skipped over the, um, the Freetown, uh, like, joining the fight. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Minutemen basically, um, coming in with their weapon, their rudimentary, you know, farm weapons and stuff like that, um, to assist and, you know, fight off the, the bikes and stuff like that. But yeah, they're, you know, assumedly like they probably assume that he's dead, and I don't, I don't know, maybe not. And that they're like avenging his attack, you know, attack on his, his person, if, if not his death. And so, yeah, it was cool to see like, okay, he's not actually dead. Like we'll, we'll get to see cop vamp some more. So I think he's a, he's a fan favorite. Like, even though he's only been in a couple scenes here and there, I think a lot of, I, Timoth- I think a lot of people like the actor, Timothy Oliphant, but, yeah. um, um, I, I think he is a character that people would like to see more of. So it's I cool. I agree they're, with they're that. Bring yeah. him back. So, yeah, it's too bad that he didn't get to show up to like the big, like battle scenes. Mm-hmm. stuff Cause it, his little quips and stuff like that, I think would have been really fun in that. Those uh, final things. So, um, we got to see the rancor. That's kind of like one thing I, I was like, it was kind of like a, a wish. It was total wish fulfillment. Like I, yeah. I, I wanted to see, him riding a freaking Rancor like mm-hmm. in the finale, but I didn't think we'd actually get it. Or I wasn't <laughs> sure that we'd actually get it. And if we did get it, I was almost certain that we we're going to get it for like 30 seconds or something like that. And he rides that Rancor for several minutes in a row and that doesn't just ride it, but like fight, fight, like fights. He's riding it while it's fighting the droids, like the battle droids. And I thought it was awesome. I thought the CGI looked really good. Um, it, I was, I was really compelled by the visceralness of the, uh, ripping those things in half. Like I, I just thought it all looked really good. Yeah. I would say that the Rancor scene was probably my favorite slash best part of the book of Boba Fett from the character of Boba Fett. Oh yeah. I would say that was the best part for me with the character Boba Fett is him riding the Rancor. And I mean, it really isn't a Boba Fett thing. It's just the Rancor is such yeah. a cool creature. And the Rancor kind of comes in and pretty much turns the tables on the battle. And, but it was really cool to see a Rancor in action. Yeah. Out on the streets. Yeah, we've never we've never really seen that before. The the only time we've ever really seen outside of like quick animated uh, show scenes and stuff like that, 
um, the biggest thing we know is him, Luke fighting that thing in the, in the pit at, mm-hmm. at the, uh, the palace, you know, when Jabba was, was King, but, um, yeah, it was cool to see him like just out in the wild and then like, you know, tameable at first, but then after they take down the, the huge droids, um, they lose control of the Rancor and it, it almost becomes like a God, Godzilla movie at that yep. point. Like they're, they're trying, he cl- literally cl- climbs the tower like King Kong and, um, they're, you know, jetpacking up to try to subdue him and like, he won't be subdued. Like they, they, they really were like out of the frying pan <laughs> and into the fire with him. Like they, they, they took care of the droids using the Rancor, but then the Rancor just goes ballistic. Mm-hmm. And at that point they're like, okay, crap. Now, now how are we going to take down the Rancor? Like, yeah. <laughs> like we use the Rancor to fix the first problem. So, uh, and then of course it's Grogu that saves the day at the end. So I thought that was cool. I, um, his two, Grogu's two big moves were, you know, uh, crippling the, one of the legs of, of one of those droid things and like, uh, turning it in on itself, or whatever to kind of, you know, get it to stumble a little bit yeah. in time for the Rancor to come in and smash it. Um, and then, was actually like b- pulling that thing down and getting it to sleep and then like snuggling up to it. <laughs> Did you see that? It was so cute when he like the Rancor like goes down for a nap and then he's like, okay, I'm really tired too. I'm just going to take a nap right next to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, Grogu, Grogu for the win. Grogu saves the day. <laughs> so, um, and then I, I I wanted to get back to Ked just for one more comment, and then we can move on, uh, bounce off. But, um, and there are Star Wars fans that can actually answer this question, and I, I just I'm not I, I consider myself to be like a level seven Star <laughs> Wars, but I'm not certainly not level ten. Um, there is history between Cad Bane and Boba Fett, and you can see it, you can sense it in that in that scene. Yeah, that they definitely know each other. Yeah, there's there is definitely history. Uh, Boba says something like, "I'm not a child anymore," and Cad says something about, you know, consider this my last bit of training for you, or something like that. So, like, I think I think it's canon that like that Cad like took him under his wing as a okay. child, and like. I could be speaking here, Star Wars heresy, but I think that's true. I think I think he learns the ways of bounty hunting from Cad. Maybe mm-hmm. um, I think that's right. So, but yeah, they they clearly have obviously a, a little bit of a mentorship relationship. I think is kind of what's inferred uh, with the show, and I think that's what what the details are. So, gotcha. Um, so yeah, I mean, I would I. Maybe they show some of that. I've not seen all of Rebels yet, the animated show. So maybe all that's explained in Rebels. But I would love to see them do some flashback stuff with like, you know, Boba as a child and mm-hmm. and Cat as a slightly younger uh, old man, and you know, kind of raising him a little bit. But yeah, that would be very intriguing going forward. Um, almost to the point where, like, why didn't they do that here? Yeah, like they they could have done an eight episode season and like shown us some flashback stuff with Cad and they introduce the character, but they don't give us any new information about him really. Yeah. So interesting. Um, let's see. We already talked about Fennec's big move at the end. Um, uh, pretty much everything's wrapped up with the pikes. Like they're, they're done. Like they're moving out, yeah. out of, uh, tattooing. No more. Um, Lord Fett is like, respected in the streets now like everyone bows to him and gives him free fruit (laughs) 
Um, so like he's basically, you know, stepped into his own. Uh, anything else? I, I you're right. I, the, most of it is just action. Like there's a lot of um, just gunfire, like mm-hmm. blaster fire. Um, them just kind of shooting at each other. I do like the idea of Pikes being almost like um, ants or roaches. Like, <laughs> like you just you mow like forty of them down, and they just keep coming. Like, there's just not. There's always more. <laughs> yeah, of them just kind of lurking in the shadows. I thought I thought that was pretty. pretty Their amazing. skills aren't very good, but their numbers are great. Yeah, <laughs> and I think they say something about that, like. You know, you know, we have we have skill, but they have not, we're clearly outnumbered or something like that. So, that makes sense. And then the only other um, bit of information I wrote down that we kind of learned from this episode is that it was actually the Pikes that killed all of um, Boba Fett's like family. Tribe. Yeah, his tribe. Um, we were led to believe that it was like the Nikto biker gang or whatever, um, but that was just what they wanted him to think. So, you know, it's it. It's a little, I don't want to say cliche. It's it's a, uh, uh, what's the right word? It's it's um, it's it's just kind of like a, a what's what's the word for like the type of thing that you see a lot in movies? Like um, like it just gets done over and over again. Deja vu. No. Um. It doesn't matter. I can't think it, of it. Um. Just replay. Yeah, it's it's the type of thing you've seen a bunch, which is like. There, there needs to be the bad guy is already bad, but they, they, they do something at the very beginning of you know the movie or in the middle of the movie to kind of twist the knife and go like, okay, this guy now it's personal. Like you know these guys actually destroyed my, my family, my tribe, you know, and so you know it's a it's a little road that they did something like that, but um, I don't know. I guess it kind of works. So, um, yeah, I think. Just to kind of wrap up, uh, uh, you know, wrap up the whole season. I think we kind of already said a lot of what we could say here, but I. This is not a, a season I'll go back and watch again. I would, I would definitely go back and watch either of the Mandalorian seasons because I just think those are really iconic Star mm-hmm. Wars stuff. Um, there's, I've read some reviews and articles of people that were very high on Boba Fett, like as a whole, like they just thought. You know, it did what we wanted to see. I saw one article that said Boba Fett pulled off what we wanted to see from the the sequel trilo- trilogy of movies, seven, eight, nine. Like, I don't know if I go that far. Like, it's yeah, it's pretty cool fan service, but like, um, you know, I, I like those movies too. But it's it seemed the season seemed partially necessary. <laughs> That's probably the, the the most like backhanded compliment that I can offer. But there, there were definitely things that I was glad to have seen in the season. And then there were other parts that I just didn't think I really needed to know. Yeah. I mean, I would, I'll probably never watch this again. Uh, like you said, I would watch Mandalorian season one or two again before I watch this and anything Marvel I would watch before this, except maybe Eternals. Yeah. But I mean, I am excited for Mandalorian season three and Obi Wan Kenobi. I think that that might be the big. I know it's kind of a backhanded compliment again, but I think one of the biggest I think takeaways from Book of Boba Fett is that it got me really excited for Mandalorian season three. Yeah, like this was the interstitial 
thing that that kept uh, kept me salivating for more Mandalorian. Yeah, um, and we got. <laughs> I, I didn't think we were going to get the Mando as a character in this show at all. And mm-hmm. the fact that we got him a lot, and even other characters like Grogu, and that Grogu's like back, like he's done with Luke and like, you know, back in the fold. I mean, you literally see him in like the astromech compartment of the the uh, Naboo starfighter mm-hmm. at the end. Oh, we, we didn't even say it. That last scene, that very last scene before the post credits, where like he's like, like he's knocking on the glass, knocking on the glass, and he's like, "No, no, no, no." He's like, "Okay, one more time," and then he hits like the the go button, and it like speeds off, and you just see Gregory like just in yeah. the back, so cute. Um, is what a great way to just you know end the season on like a really cute Gregory moment. But again, um, I, I think the best parts of the season were the ones that were Boba Fett wasn't in it. <laughs> which yeah, is, which is really unfortunate. So I mean that's pretty much a true story (laughs) but yeah it did get me really excited for season three so bring it on and i definitely don't think um whenever we saw the first trailer of this i don't think any of us could have predicted that it was going to go the way it did no i i didn't read anyone that was saying oh you know what we're gonna get in this show Grogu. Yeah. Oh, you know what we're going to get in the show? Luke Skywalker. <laughs> like, no one was saying that. So, yeah, dude. We got like 10 minutes. maybe At least five, maybe 10 minutes of Luke and Grogu in training. Like, mm-hmm. Jedi training. Yeah. In the book of Boba Fett. Nobody was predicting that. No, not at all. So, yeah. I There were definitely some high moments in the show. And, you know, fortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on how you look at it, <laughs> I think if you're a Mandalorian fan, this is required viewing. You have to at least watch the last three episodes yeah. of the show. Maybe you could skip the first four, but um, yeah, if if you weren't watching the show because you only watch Mandalorian, now you kind of have to watch the show because it informs. I mean, you're going to be lost by the time season season three rolls around, not knowing like. How did he get the ship? How did he get Grogu back? Like, like it, it definitely is required viewing. So, mm-hmm. all right. Um, any other thoughts on that? That's all I had. That's all I got. Uh, what else are you watching on Disney plus these days? Um, well, we finished, we finally finished Lizzie McGuire. Nice. So that's been a long time coming. Yeah. So now Caitlin and I have started to watch, uh, that's so Raven. Okay. Which, um, had you seen every episode of That's a Raven before? I've seen a good amount of them. Yeah, I haven't seen every single one of them, but I've seen quite a few. So, um, I'm sure it'll still take us quite a while to uh, finish all of this. But I mean, that's really what we're we have uh, started now. Yeah. And then, um, did we watch anything else? I'm trying to think. Um, no, I think that's about it. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't have anything like new, new, um, you know, never seen before. I did watch in concert for the third time. Okay. <laughs> I've now seen that movie three times as it came out, what, three months ago. So like I'm averaging like watching it once a month now. Um, that movie continues to astound me man i i know you weren't very high on it <laughs> compared to me and, and shane but 
Um, I am just, I'm just blown away um, by some of the storytelling in that movie. Yeah. Um, and the the music continues to grow on me. I I really liked it the first time, but I did f- find some of the the music to be um, not catchy. Like I don't think that these are like catchy tunes. Um, <laughs> but now that I'm getting to know the songs better, I'm actually starting to sing along with some of the like the choruses and stuff. And um, did the the uh, surface pressure one drip mm-hmm. drip 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 yep. drip like that that's that's a banger. Like that's a banger hit. I. Um, yeah, I, I really like that movie a lot. So if you still have not seen Encanto, I, I really, really recommend it. You don't have to watch it with kids. Um, I think adults will enjoy it too. So, um, so that, yeah, that was pretty much it. Very cool for me. Um, let's get into what's new on Disney plus this week. And then we're going to reveal what we're going to watch for this next uh, week. Um, the, the quick answer to what's coming out on Disney plus this week is not much. (laughs) <laughs> Yippee! So, um, so basically, I'll, I'll say this up front, just so you, your expectations are set pretty low. There are only four things coming out this week, and I'm talking about both days. I'm not talking about just Wednesday. There we go, yeah, Phil. Yeah, Wednesday and Friday combined. Um, there's only four things that, that I that I that have been announced. I, maybe they have something in, in secret that they're going to hold or whatever. But so hopefully you weren't <laughs> banking on watching a bunch of new content on Disney Plus this week. I, is it like is it the Olympics? Like, I don't know what's, why is it this week that I, in Disney Plus's history, yeah, they I may have not no have, idea. they may not have ever had a release list this short. Um, certainly not since we've been doing this segment. I don't remember there ever being a week where there were only four things. So yeah, that that's pretty crazy. Uh, also spoiler alert, you won't want to watch any of these. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but here, here we go anyway, since, uh, we have this tradition. Um, so, uh, Wednesday, February 16th, as you're listening to this is coming out, um, probably tomorrow. Marvel studios assembled the making of Eternals. Uh, <laughs> an in-depth, great. an in-depth look of a look at the making of Eternals that takes viewers behind the scenes with onset footage, conversations with stars and filmmakers and more. See how Eternals came to life in this fascinating ex- exclusive examination of the production. Does yep. That, that- <laughs> Won't be watching. I can tell you that much. Strangely enough, I might watch this <laughs> just because even though I'll never go back to the movie itself to watch it a second time, I might watch this just out of curiosity to like, they they're gonna they're gonna paint the production of of that movie in the the brightest light <laughs> possible. Yeah, I I would agree with that. But I almost want to watch it to see if I can catch snippets of like what went wrong. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> you but, never know, Phil. So anyway, that's uh, that's coming out Wednesday. Uh, another uh, show, Science of Stupid. Um, the ho- the host presents videos of people getting injured or humiliated. What show does this sound like? Uh, well, while using gadgets and then explains the science behind the, the bizarre accidents. It sounds a lot like um, America's Funny Home Videos, but yeah, um, I think it's got like a, um, I, obviously the name of it would suggest this, but like a technology, science and technology kind of spin on it. Um, and then National Geographic release Lost Treasures of, of Egypt. Uh, it's the... Se- third season in uh, a series about um, archaeology teams unearthing, you know, treasures from okay. um, Egypt. Like think like sphinxes and stuff. Like yeah. That. 
Uh, that's it for Wednesday. And then there's only one thing coming out on Friday, which is, that blows my mind. But, and it's not even, <laughs> it's not even that big of a thing. It's The Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, season two, the winter special. Hmm. Which I, like, so in um, England, Great Britain, stuff like that, they yeah. do a lot of like Christmas specials for shows. Like mm-hmm. um, Doctor Who always has like a Christmas special every year. Um, this is called a winter special. So I don't even think it's like Christmas themed um and let me read this the description under the title because then it gets even more confusing it says the second installment this the second installment which i guess is the season two winter special um consists of four extended length specials that are themed to each season winter spring summer and autumn that sounds very (laughs) intriguing phil so it's the winter special about winter spring also summer and also autumn so anyway, it's a, this is animated. It's clearly, it's, it's, um, it's in the, it's in the uh, Ren and Stimpy style of, of like the wonderful world. Mickey yeah. Mouse, the, the mm-hmm. So that's it. That is all that's coming out this week. Um, there are some bigger releases coming out, uh, next week and we'll go more into that depth and into that stuff. But, um, the, the biggest thing that I know Grant and I are excited to watch is free guy um, yep. comes out next week. So, um, that's for a lot of people, that's going to be their first time watching it. It definitely will be for me. Um, yeah, I, I think, um, everything I've heard about that movie is it's really funny and it's got some good action to it. So I am excited to watch that movie. Yeah. Um, I guess we're going to cover that. I mean, not on our next episode cause it doesn't come out until after. Yeah record but maybe in a couple weeks we can talk about it uh yep. no we're still trying to get to en- enchanted as well um so uh maybe we do a little bit of both on that episode if we can keep the discussion short enough <laughs> or whatever um but grant what are we watching for next week i'm very excited about this we are going to watch cool runnings phil in honor of the winter the olympics. olympics which will be over i think yep. by the time we they'll be over this sunday as we're recording um but yeah, I am excited to go back and watch this movie. Uh, I I know I've seen this. So I I saw it in theaters. I remember I remember spe- specifically seeing it with my dad. Maybe it was probably all four of us: my mom and dad and my brother. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I remember my dad loving this movie, like capital <laughs> L. Like he would quote this movie for years to come after okay. we watched it. Yeah. He Very loved, nice. He loved this movie. Um, I also really enjoyed it, but like, he, I mean, he would like do the accents and like, you know, do the, you know, feel the rhythm, feel, you know, like yep. you would do the whole thing. So, um, it'll be cool to go back to it. I know I've seen it since then. I, I want to say I just saw it like maybe like 10 years ago or something like that. Okay. Um, so this is a nineties movie, but, um, I know I, I've seen it since I've been married, which is I've I've been married for 15 years. So um, I, I feel like Jessica and I watched it about 10 years ago, and I remember just loving it just as much. Um, yeah, it it is a very good movie. So yeah, it'll be cool to to go back to it um, next year. That movie, Grant, this is gonna make you, make you feel real old. Next year in 2023, that movie is 30 years old. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah, it came out in 1993. So. Um, kind of in the Mighty Ducks era, right? Mm-hmm. Mighty Ducks was... I, I would agree with that. N- Similar to that. 92, 94, 96, I think was the Mighty Ducks movies, right? 
Mm-hmm. So kind of in the, in the middle of all, all that. So it's, you look at the poster and the, the screenshots of it and it's, it's very nineties. Like it's, it's Jamaica, but it's, it's also like nineties, um, dress and colors and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very like, um, you know, uh, happy, happy looking nineties stuff. So. Yeah. And it's very slapstick like other stuff that came out in the nineties. Yeah. Um, I think probably one of John Candy's biggest roles. I mean, he's, he's done, you know, um, other really big movies as well, but, um, I think a lot of people know John Candy from this from this one. So, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is probably his, his yeah. other big big one that people. Home know. Alone. Oh yeah, of is very brief, but I would say this is probably one of his most prominent roles for sure. He certainly had a run in the late '80s and early '90s, like Uncle Buck, and you know this one, and like he was he was quite the um, quite the comedic movie actor, yeah. f- you know, for like maybe even less than a decade, but. Um, and then, you know, died way too early, but, um, yeah, it'll be cool to, to see him again in this movie. He's, he, he's always funny to me. So, so yeah, cool runnings. Um, I think that's, that's all. That's our only discussion for mm-hmm. next week. Um, we'll have some, uh, some fun discussions. Just, we could probably even chat about the Olympics a little bit. Like, yeah, you know, have the, I think, from what I hear the United States is not doing very well this year. Oh, they've picked it up. Oh, have they? Okay. Mm-hmm. Cause I, um, I was, I was talking to somebody a couple days ago and they were like sixth or something like that, which yeah, isn't but, terrible. I mean, there's like they're third over a hundred. Are, are there over a hundred nations that compete? Yeah, probably. So around six, that. Uh, six is good, but I'm just saying like, you know, you're used to seeing the United States with like a ton of medals. So yeah, I think they'll probably finish third or second yeah. when it's all said and done. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Norway is kind of the, the nation mm-hmm. to be, right? Yeah. Cause they're really good at, different skiing ones yeah so yeah we might chat a little bit about olympics and then also uh cool runnings sounds good that week's next week's episode so tune in for that uh thanks for sticking with us for all the boba fett stuff sorry we had to like race through like four episodes in a row in our last (laughs) episode but it was good to kind of catch up on all that and cover every episode uh, let us know what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review on something you watch on Disney Plus. We like including our listeners into the show. Uh, so you can do that by emailing Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. And that's not the symbol, the plus, it's P L U S, Disney P L U S Reviews at hotmail.com. Uh, we will talk to you next time for Cool Runnings. Uh, join in so- on some uh, Winter Olympics nostalgia with us. <laughs> we'll talk to you then. 